All right, well, let's go ahead and do this. Welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, everybody, where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. Welcome, <laughs> Mr. Lance Smith of XC Gear, uh, the maker of the Mako 360 is the most famous thing you make. Also, spurs, foot pegs, hammerhead, uh, bicycle, bike uh, bar mount kind of thing. Yep. Uh, what else do you guys make? Um, the tool caddy. Yeah, the tool caddy. Mine's like, yeah. mine's right behind me. So. Yeah, I got a couple back there, but the tool caddy, a lot of people buy those things too. Heck yeah. So Lance, give us a little intro here. Uh, let me say hey to everybody. Chris Burns, Josiah Lopez, Todd, <coughs> um, uh, Fridays, Elijah, Rural Delinquent, Bruce Kennedy, Kim Jackson, how's it going? Lance, give us the quick rundown, who you are, uh, what you do, all that good stuff for the people who don't know. Woo. So, uh, I was in the construction business the majority of my life and then started doing the, you know, invented the foot peg first, the spurs back in 13 and, uh, 17, I just said, man, I think I got, uh, this stuff's is good enough. I think other people will buy it, I think. And, um, so I started doing that as a side hustle, you know, in the garage late nights and all that stuff. And then I um, stole the construction business in March of this uh, past year. So now all I do is XC gear. I just make motorcycle parts. Nice. Right on. That's awesome. <clears throat> and what's your background in? So like, let's just go through what made you, like, what's, how did the Spurs foot pegs come about? Like, what was the thing that led you to that? All right, so I've got bad knees, really bad knees, and, and people will say, they're, you know, it's not genetic, but every male in my family is short, big nose, bad knees. We're all, you know, it's the same deal. Um, and uh, I have had uh, two major knee constructions. One of them was really bad, and my knees are bad, um, and they hurt and I ache. And I was going to Colorado out there where you are, I was going to Colorado for two weeks riding dirt bikes. I'd ride dirt bikes one day, razors the next, and kind of break up the dirt biking, you know, a little bit. My wife would go, Lisa. And I was driving. I love the drive. I don't like flying out there because you miss a yeah. lot. It's just so such a beautiful – it's a different country, and I love the drive. And I was thinking, I was like, man, you know, nobody makes a foot peg with suspension in it and I think that would really help my knees if I just had some cush, you know, and to take some of the abuse off of my knees. And that's what started the deal was I started working on the foot pegs. It took me a long time. It took about four years. Okay, right on. And did, was it always an elastomer or did you do other things first? <laughs> it was always elastomers, but right. the, 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 the first one was hideous it was it was awful um i was gonna throw it in the garbage my wife told me no you know don't throw it away i was like i'd hate for anybody to see this thing but um it's always been elastomers it 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 didn't start working until we went to uh the square elastomer that used to be round a couple revisions were round and it also didn't work well until we went to the rectangular shaft. So, you know, the shaft on the, the foot peg is 15 millimeters wide and 10 millimeters thick. And um, that's when it started to work. Gotcha. 
right on. <clears throat> so, been a couple of questions. First of all, Brady Metter says, hey, little buddy. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Brady? Uh, yeah, he can say that. To, everybody can say that to me, but he can really say that to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> dude, there's, there's, there's no one bigger than Brady Metter as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he's big. Ronnie, no, he's not from Texas. He's from Miss. Are you actually? Were you born and raised in Mississippi, or are you like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I have been, I have been in that same little town of South Haven for um, my whole entire life. I was born in a hospital, in Memphis, brought home to South Haven, so I'm a South Haven uh, boy. And all the old timers are all freaked out that I left South Haven, but I have moved south of Hernando now, so. Um, <laughs> If you were from South Haven, have been there a long time. It would, you know, it was a little bit different. Like I cannot believe you're leaving South Haven. I was like, man, I gotta go. I do. Yeah. I want more do room. Some... Yeah, I gotta oh, do something. Uh, let's see if we got any other. Um, <laughs> Garrett wants to know how you got involved with this clown. Um, how did uh, we think, just through the internet? I think you called one day or sent a. I get a bunch of Instagram messages, and we either kicked it off on Instagram or it was probably Instagram or a telephone call. Yeah, I think it was. I think I remember because I had, <clears throat> you know, quick full disclosure. I had used flex bars for a long time, and Brady actually was yelling at me to try a makeup three hundred and sixty. And I was like, ah, man, yeah, fair enough, whatever. I just can't afford to buy it, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a customer come in, and he wanted uh, Mako 360 and Spurs foot pegs because he had a 500 KTM that shakes, yeah. amazingly enough, almost like a CR 500. Those things shake so bad. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, so I think I called you. I think that's what it was. I called you and was like, hey, I got a customer. You make me a dealer. And you're like, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> that was all it took to be a dealer, which was awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. And then, uh, and then I was like, yeah, I better try one of those things. And then from then, you know, it was that was it. And I switched everything over except for my XR650. We talked about that. I, I got to get you some measurements because I need to switch my 650 over to a Mako 362 because yeah. it's got a Scotch triple clamp. Well, whatever. We'll worry about that. Um, yeah. And James Narkill, there's not a pre-order on the iSocket Dirt Bikes uh, hoodies, the um, but you can order them on Highland Highland-Cycles.com. Go to merchandise. You can order them there. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, so Mako 360. We, uh, first of all, which one sells better, Spurs foot pegs or Mako 360s? Oh man, the Mako outsells the Spurs probably 25 to one. Okay, I kind of thought that. I figured that. Um, so from the spurs, how did the Mako come about? I'm guessing bad wrists, bad shoulders. <laughs> no, I was, after I got the, the spurs story is really cool. Um, have we, have we got a second? Let me tell you. Yeah, story no, no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So Andrew DeLong, you know, Andrew, the 2014 national Dural champion, rockstar Husqvarna guy. So I, let me tell you how out of touch I was. I, I might have had an iPhone, I don't know, but um, it was in 2000, uh, he was the champion, it was 2014, and um, I, I wasn't on Facebook, I, I had no social media whatsoever, and, a, but I've, and I've always been self-employed, and I've always had my own private riding area, either, most of the time I've just leased property, you know, just to ride dirt bikes, 
yeah. um, around here. Um, and a buddy of mine that was on Facebook called and it's like, hey, Andrew DeLong is in Memphis, Tennessee, and he's wanting somewhere to ride tomorrow. And the guy knew, you know, I work for myself. I had a place to ride. And he was like, hey, you want me to hook y'all up? And I'm like, sure. So I come ride with Andrew, super nice guy. Just met him out on the, you know, right there, my little riding track. And um, I never said anything to him about the Spurs foot peg. I was embarrassed, you know. It's, it <laughs> it, it kind of, when you have something that different, it kind of feels like, you know, the first day in gym class when you got to go take a shower, you know, or yeah. whatever, and you just don't want anybody to see you. And I was embarrassed to tell him about it. And then later on, I built up the courage and I called him. And the longer I'm in the business now and talking to all of these, you know, the guys I talk to now, I realize how big a favor he did for me. But I called him. I was like, hey, I've got this foot peg I'm working on. And I wondered if you could try it for me and ride it and see what's up. And, and this is where it gets good. He, he could have said no. He could have not taken the phone call. You know, or he could have said, I don't have time or Rockstar Husqvarna won't let me do that. There's a lot of things he could have said, but he said, let me call my boss and I'll find out. So he calls me back and says, um, hey, I can test them, but no pictures. You can't tell anybody. They can't be on the race bike and da, da, da. But I can't help you develop the foot pegs, which one was great. So I could, you know, because Andrew's a bull. He tears up everything. Um we get him to ride it. And two, I got a little insight on the way the factory was setting their foot pegs up. So like the Spurs foot peg for the, the, the older generation bike, you know, like 15 and down, those foot pegs are the same exact height and the same placement as what the factory KTM and Husqvarna guys are running on the factory bikes. And then hence the same thing on the, you know, the 16 to the 22 frame, same thing. Um, but that's how the the foot peg got developed with Andrew. And um, I finally got him working. It took a long time. I tore up a bunch of foot pegs, all kinds of stuff. And I was laying in bed one night. I remember it vividly. And I thought, you know, when the world sees the foot peg, and when I say the world, I mean another inventor, tinker, company, someone, but what I did with that polymer, they're gonna, it's gonna change the way they think and somebody's gonna try to figure out a way to take a round set of handlebars and not mount them metal to metal and that's what I'm gonna do next. Um, and look, I don't wanna get um, like real religious you, but I know you're a Christian, I follow your stuff. The Lord put those thoughts in my head and enabled me and put me in the right places and put the right people in front of me that enabled that to happen. I didn't, I had a lot of help from him. I didn't do this on my own. That's awesome. So, no, it's, that's so cool. I, yeah, I, I love it. I, and I just love any success story of any kind. And I, I really like it when, when God's involved because <laughs> he's always involved, yeah. right? <laughs> um, yeah. How do you explain that? How do you explain Andrew DeLong riding in yeah. my track? How do you explain right. that? Yeah, he, yeah. It's, so it's, not, hey, it's not like you were racing with him and you said, hey, come over. Hey, I know. Check this out. So Andrew, later on in the year, breaks his – this is my big break. Andrew right. breaks his wrist, and he's off the motorcycle with Rockstar, okay? 
and I'm talking to him now because we're buddies, you know, a little bit, you know. And um, I told him I was working on the handlebar mount, and he hadn't rode it. He's had a broke wrist, you know. And he calls one day and out of the blue and says, hey, um, I'm back on the bike. The bosses want me back on the bike. And I rode today, and, and, and I can't remember the minutes, so please don't. You know, Andrew, if you're watching, please don't. He, he, he said two minutes or three or whatever, and I can only ride the bike two or three minutes, and then my wrist is hurting so bad that I just can't do it. And do you happen to have one of those handlebar mounts that you were telling me about? And you're not going to believe this. The day before I got them, I only made 100 ah. of them, and I, and I had them. And I said, you're not going to believe this, Andrew, but I just got them yesterday. And, uh, and he said, would you ship me one out? and let me try it. And I did, you know, I'm excited. We got no boxes. We got no, bill. we ain't got nothing. And I boxed one up probably in some box I found, you know, and, um, and shipped it to him. And he called me later that night and he goes, Hey, uh, the next day after he's riding, he goes, Hey, um, I can ride. I forget the minutes, 12 minutes or something with your handlebar mount where I can only ride with two or three with the PhDs. That's what they run on the factory bikes. But the guys don't believe it. They, they think I'm lying. And so they want, they want to do the exact same test again tomorrow. I got to eat the exact same food right at the exact same time, and we're going to do the same exact thing tomorrow. And he called me the next night, and he said, it's the same thing. I tested everything out there. It's the same. And I'm going to do the National Enduro this weekend, and can you get me one out? And I hand-delivered one to uh, – St. Joseph, Missouri, the state park there when they had the the one the National Duro in Missouri. The most nerve my wife said was the most nervous she's ever seen me. We've been married almost twenty eight years. She's never seen me so nervous before. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Oh, that's so cool. And that was a big break because they you know, again, mm-hmm. um, you couldn't tell anybody. You couldn't right. take any pictures. You know, he couldn't tell anybody the whole deal, but a bunch of the, the pros knew, you know, they knew what was going on and saw me there and this, that, and other. And that was the that was the other kind of big break, you know. That's awesome. So quick tech question from someone here. Uh, wants a breakdown of the polymer densities, like, <clears throat> which I know a lot of people always want to know, like softest, let's go like cushiest to stiffest. Um, cushiest to stiffest, the bar polymer, the cushiest are the purple, and then the next step up is orange, and then the next step up is red, and then the next step up is green. Gotcha. And then the bar when, on the shark bite, how do you determine which shark bite you're going to use with which polymer? Because I know the polymer does all the you know, the, the big hits, right? And then the shark bite yeah. just keeps it from rotating. It's the rotating part. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, here's something that we found. The stiffer you go with the bar polymers, because when you bolt the bar polymers, between the, the lower perches and the top clamp, they are under compression. And so they are grabbing that handlebar. Um, and if you get into, like, 15 steps stiffer than the green, which is not really that much on the bar polymer. The shark bite clamp is almost not needed. Okay. Um, it, it, you can, 
I wouldn't ride without it. But so the, the bar polymer does come into play all the time as far as grabbing that bar. And typically when you drop down on, you know, the bar polymer, typically you go up on the sharp bite polymer. Okay. Gotcha. And you kind of, you kind of cheat, cheat the situation. It's like, Hey, I want to run Brady will relate to this. I want to run a lighter spring, but we're going to bump the oil weight up, you know, and use a thicker oil. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I run, I run the purple with orange. Yeah. Purple with yeah. orange shark bite. It's my setup on my bikes and it's, <clears throat> it's crazy, honestly, how much of a difference that made. Cause I, on the 125 I had, I put this, I put stiffer polymers in cause I was like, ah, it's a 125. It's lightweight. I want to be, you know, it's a race bike, right? I want it laser feeling. And it was, it was super lasery feeling. Um, but I'm old and beat up and I was like, man, this is kind of killing my hands. So I yeah. switched, I switched to soft ones and it made all the difference in the world. And I didn't slow. I mean, the bike still worked just perfectly. <laughs> it was yep. awesome. Kim, I will get you a set of purple. You got to remind me, but I'll get you a set of purple ones. I will not remember. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Mitch of Canada would love to try them. Went off solid uh, bark busters to flags. Put so much flax in the bar. Yeah. Um, I run flags partially because of the flex and flags with the Mako 360. It's super cool. I, I mean, and I, I don't mean to talk about flex bars, but just to give the comparison to people who have maybe used flex bars uh, in the past and, and, and quick shout out fast company was very good to me. They're very nice people. I got nothing bad to say about fast company at all. Um, but for me to get my flex bars to feel as good as a Mako 360, I had to get it so soft that I could feel it moving. It didn't feel right. Like I could tell that the bars were doing something. Whereas with the, for me, the Mako 360, I can't tell they're doing anything except for that I don't hurt at the end of the day. So that's perfect description. If you, that's what I'd like to tell everybody. If you ever feel the handlebars move, you're way too soft on your setup. Right. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You don't want that at all. <laughs> I no, don't want you just, Yeah. Your only thought is, is hopefully you feel it while you're riding. This is comfortable. I have a lot of people and everybody's different. You know, sure. everybody's different. And a lot of people will tell you, Hey, I, you know, I really didn't feel anything different while I was riding, but my wrists aren't hurting today and my shoulders not hurting today. And usually it does. And, but yeah, I feel like everybody's one of the, biggest things for me is that I like to let people ride my bike um, that, you know, so they can test it out. Right. Cause I don't spend 400 bucks and not know. Right. You know, sure. and I let them ride it, try to let them ride it for like a long time, you know, 30 minutes, an hour. Right. And then I have them get back on their bike <laughs> and immediately that's when I notice it. Cause if I go grab another person's bike that doesn't have one, it's like, ah, I don't even want to, Move. Yeah, do I don't even want to that? take off. I'm like, God, that hurts. You know, it's like it feels like someone's hitting you with a baseball bat in your hands. It's it's amazing how how much yeah. difference it makes. And you don't really notice it the first time you get on the bike. You just go ride, That's and then right. it's when you get back, you're like, Oh God, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> it yep. sucks. Uh, let's see, That's guys, good. if you're watching. Please ask questions of me or Lance. Um, definitely would love uh, any questions. Do you have them for a KTM 790 Adventure R? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got, you pretty much have everything, don't you? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, we pretty much we fit the 790. We've got a setup where you can run just a Mako on the 790, or you can run an underbar stabilizer, a Scotts, or a Fastway on the 790. So gotcha. pretty much got you. Or you can run one over, but most of them adventure guys run them under. But we got yeah. setups, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no worries. And if you go to the website, the website's actually really, really easy to use, guys. It's got the um, the picker for your machine. So you just, like, you know, year, my, make, model, and then it shows everything that they make for it. It's really super easy. Uh, MX Hux, Husky 530, watch your uh, SXXC video. Both are great. What is your preference? What do you think is more versatile? Uh, XC, is to me, is way more versatile. The SX is brilliant and amazing but with the five speed and the smaller tank like the xc is so racy that you don't need an sx like sx is cool and maybe if you want to save a bunch of money because you do save a bunch of money and you want to like do it but if you got the money just buy the xc because it's it's an sx with six speeds <laughs> it's, yeah. there's nothing the big really tank different. 18 inch rear wheel yeah there's nothing um else uh matt andreas uh trail nerds what setup do you need you need i would go purple with orange shark bite and then uh quick give us the lowdown uh lance on, on what uh um i know it but the difference between the normal mako 360 and the mako 360 sx so the the sx was developed when uh ryan sipes did his red bull contract and they wanted him to do some supercross. And I had talked to Ryan before about making a lighter version. And then Ryan called, you know, and said, hey, uh, you know, uh, Rockstar was great to me, but I'm leaving Rockstar and I'm going to Red Bull and I'm gonna be back doing supercross. And you talked about it, won't you do it? And I said, man, if you're gonna do that, then I'll go ahead and make them. I'd already designed them, but um, it's just lighter. It's about 18% lighter than the original version but they work exactly the same I, I think the the cliff note version is it's lighter and sexier there you it's, go <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely sexier you get the cool badge of a different mm -hmm. color um it's machined i wish you know i could take you over and show it to you um you know it's just machined out more it just looks really pretty um so but as far as i mean if you need to save a 100 bucks just get the normal one and it will work exactly like the SX. <laughs> yeah, it's only seventy nine. Oh, it's only seventy nine um, bucks difference yeah, now. Okay, yeah, only seventy nine. But for the seventy nine dollars, the charge is the 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 amount of time they spend. We spend machining material. Yep. And then the lower purchase on the SX are also Blackstone graphene coated. Whereas with the nor or your original, my original version, they're either powder coated or Cerakoted. I don't get them graphene okay. so you get the sx then it's graphene um a lot of uh it's just a really cool coating you know gotcha justin callahan uh, asks i currently have the brp vibration setup with uh scott's damper how does the mako compare versus the brp setup lance i'll let you answer that and then i'll give you my opinion Ooh. um and just Let be honest, man. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah, ours is going to be lower, for one. We're a lot lower and lighter than, than everybody else, so it's going to be lower and lighter. Um, I, 
it, yeah, yeah, uh, ours works and we put a 30 day satisfaction money back guarantee on it. So I basically tell everybody, look, if you don't think your money was well spent, then send it back. If you, you know, and that's just the, and we started that when we were new and, you know, and trying to sell things. And we have continued to do that because I, we, we, I just don't ever get them back. You could probably, I probably got back less than 15 over five years. Um, yeah. And let me, let me just jump in there. Justin, he's been really nice. Uh, <laughs> the BRP is fine, right? It's, it does something. It's not that it doesn't do anything. It does something, but the difference is like, honestly, it's the difference in having nothing, just plain bars on a triple clamp to the Mako 360. Like the BRP thing, in my opinion, barely helps with vibration. It doesn't do anything for the sharp hits and the things in the trail um, at all. Whereas the, I know Brady's yelling my air compressor. I forgot to turn it off. Sorry, everybody. Um, but uh, um, whereas the Mako, it just makes everything more comfortable. So it's hands down a better piece of equipment. It's not even the same thing. So um, see red compatible with Luxon triple clamps. I haven't seen, I hadn't had any customers call. Typically, if Luxon copied, um, if they copied the cone profile and the perch spacing, then yes, we can fit it. But a lot of those aftermarket manufacturers, you know, um, don't have to necessarily uh, follow the factory tolerances. Because when you shove one of those rubber cones, if you put a, you know what I mean, and you tighten a bolt, you can make the rubber cone conform to whatever. But our aluminum cones should, you know, they do. They fit all of the factory cone profiles perfectly. Nice. But I hadn't had anybody call with the Luxon. They're good-looking pieces. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miller Small Engine, do you sell one for a 98 RM125? I'm guessing those aren't two-piece yeah. triple clamps. Yeah, Suzuki is um, actually not changed in years. And a lot of the aftermarket triple clamp manufacturers, they used to use the Suzuki cone profile. So the Suzuki is typically a 96 millimeter perch spacing and their own cone profile. So if the, the bar perches are removable from the triple clamp, then yes, I would gather to say it's gonna be a 96 millimeter perch spacing. Right, which it's pretty easy um, to uh, check that out. So Miller's, if you go out, see if the perches come off of the triple clamps. If they do, yep. then even if they're not the right thing, probably they have the right, I'm sure it is, like Lance said, it's probably the right 96 millimeter and all that stuff, but you can measure that stuff and you yep. can talk to Lance. You can give him a call at the shop and they can tell you exactly which one you need. Um, yep. Speaking of your uh, stuff I just you, you've been posting a bunch of stuff with the new Dooley uh, that you're coming out with um, is that available to folks and what is like what was the driving force behind that it's available on the website as of today and I've got about 20 sets back from coding um, 
and I've got another 50 that sh I don't know, they may have left today. The girls may have got those gone today. The driving force with the dually was um, I have, you know, some people are more prone to wadding their stuff, you know, crashing really hard. Um, and I had two um, people in particular that had a hard, I, I, I always have a hard time with them. One of them is Grant Baylor, you know, the 2022. <laughs> yeah. And Grant crashes, and when he crashes, he crashes hard. Um, and uh, Morgan, you know, the way that we make the walls on our perches, it, it mimics what KTM does. And they will crash so hard that they'll tear the walls, right. you know, so the perches have a little wiggle in them. And so I wanted to offer something to people, and I see it regular when somebody Typically, they're hurt, but... Um, so I increased the wall strengthless immensely and put that bridge in between them. Um, and that keeps the perches straight. You know, there's no way for that thing to ever turn now. Um, so it's, it's just really a, a very strong upgrade to what we make now. Um, one dually is lighter than a set of our uv perches the uv perches are what we sell on our original you know okay. the original make one is 399 yeah if you measure if you weigh two of the perches that we call them uvs meaning universal yep. you weigh two of those perches and weigh the dually the dually is lighter because i applied all of the back cut the undercut to the perch just like i do the sx right but strengthened the walls up and then added the bridge and um, the bridge will be a, a mounting place for further products like a, a throttle cable guide, an hour meter, things like that. It'll give you a good place to mount some things as well. Cool. Uh, Kim, no, he is not the manufacturer of Hammerhead products. He has a product called the Hammerhead, uh, which is a bicycle version of the Mako 360, right? Am I right about yep. that? Okay. Yep. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, real quick. Um, <clears throat> Two-stroke attic coming in from Australia. I went riding. Um, had a buddy with a 300 TBI. Was backfiring when stopping. When doing slow riding, uh, marking a track and consistent stop. Start. Any ideas why? Mine does that every now and then. Like when you shut it off, it goes and backfires. I don't know if it's an ignition. It's got to be an ignition thing, right? Because there's no valves, <laughs> um, like a four-stroke. So it has to be some sort of ignition deal. I don't know what it is. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't. It's never caused any kind of issues, so I don't really care. Um, but uh, yeah, have you ridden one of the new bikes, Lance? Have you ridden a new? No. Can you see what's in my garage? Oh, look, I saw a... your Shurkos. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm a big Shurko guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think the uh, you'll see a little oh, TW, but yeah, nice. <laughs> the uh, that put right there, you see that one? Oh yeah, that's an all original '94 TW that I changed no way. with. That's all awesome. original. Got eleven hundred <laughs> miles on it. I still ride it too. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. One guy asked, uh, my buddy Chris asked if you make them for TMs. You you got stuff for TMs, right? Yeah. yeah he's got yeah, everything got dude like i'm telling you i asked one time i forget this is years ago i made i made the mistake of asking lance if he made 
made a makeup for some, I thought, boutique brand. And he's like, dude, come on. Like, he just laughed at me. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. No problem. Yeah. Um, let's see. Trail Nerds, what's the price? $399 for the original Mako 360. And then what's the SX? Is $479 for an SX. So, and Matt, you can... If you want, give me a ring tomorrow, and I'll drop ship you one uh, right to your door. So, um, uh, Scott Copeland, notice the backfire if you don't hold the kill switch long enough. Okay, there we go. Um, let's see. Uh, Crash Hard, how's it going? Doesn't the 23 XC have a better, stronger handlebar mount versus the old XC? I don't know. It might, but I don't. I didn't really ride it very much. <laughs> The stock one, I the very first thing I did to that bike was to put a Mako 360 on it. So I that was a number one modification. So, um, and given seat time, um, Brian Pierce is jumping in complaining about his Sherco dying. It's because it's <laughs> totally an antique. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding an 18, I think. Yeah, it's an 18, and it like yes. it had trouble on our death march because of the little stupid switch that turned it on. Like it has, a, you know, back on those ones, you had to like turn it on and then you could start it. It was like a weird, you know, what it just turned the ignition on. It was odd. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> Brady says, ask Lance if he likes riding bikes. Russ works on. I'm guessing you mean Russ. Oh, no. Yeah. Russell. Bobbitt, yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. There's a reason why he races and not wrenching. Yeah. Brady was there that day. Russ set my bike up and, uh, oh, and the, the, he didn't set, the, he lost it. I think Brady, I think he lost the lock nut that sets the brake pedal height. Oh, and gosh. it just, kept, and it just kept running and it would just lock. You're just riding along. Don't touch the brake. And it just locks the rear wheel. <laughs> I've actually seen That's that more times than I care to mention, like people who work on their own stuff, they'll just be like hauling the mail, right? And then the back tire locks yeah. up and they're like, oh. oh it, hey, it was sketch, man. I, I was tired of riding it. I think we eventually just loaded it up in the back of a side-by-side -side or something because I, I couldn't ride it no more. It would scare you to death. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> also, is Cole as bad at setting him up to, as as Russ, or is it just Russell? Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> everybody gets a couple dumbass tickets, you know, in their life, and Russ may have just—he definitely used one that day, but and he may not miss it anymore, you know. Yeah. But he missed it that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hey, awesome. his bike was fine though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure his yeah, bike his, was. Oh yeah, he was ripping on his bike, dude. And then, but mine, you couldn't ride it. You know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I know that I don't know if you're allowed to talk or you want to talk about this or not. But at one point, you looked like you were maybe developing some triple clamps. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have. I, let me tell you that what's going on with it. So we we are trying to bring everything when well, I say everything, but I won't be able to make everything under our roof that we sell, but we're bringing everything in house from the, from the 3d printing to the design, to the solid works, to the machining. And so we started machining like that, 
the dually is the first piece that is was designed, drawn, 3D printed, programmed, and machined under our roof. Um, so we're trying to now write programs for every little piece that we make, and that's going to take a while. But yes, I've I've made some changes. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of the X Trig triple clamp, the the X Trig rock, and I think they have the best mounting system in the industry. I don't think anybody's close to what they've got. But they didn't patent the mounting system, um, and I've copied their mounting system, um, and I made some changes to the triple clamp, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll get to that soon, you know. But what I'm trying to do now is machine the bread and butter stuff, just kind of get that get that rolling, you know. Yeah. But but I, I do like. Where do you get the polymers made? Where are those coming from? Those things are made in Memphis, Tennessee, right up by the river. <laughs> Downtown Memphis, old part of Memphis, at a facility that's, ooh, that facility's probably 50, 60 years old. But they, okay. they're, all the polymers are made made in Memphis, Tennessee. We make everything in, in the U.S. There's not one single thing that we sell that is not made here in the States. But those are made in Memphis, Tennessee. Cool. Yeah, I was just wondering because, I mean, Chemical engineering is a weird thing <laughs> with stuff. And I mean, half the reason no one make it, makes mooses in this country is that it's just environmental issues with foam and all that stuff. I have a, my brother-in-law is a chemical engineer and used to be in a reaction injection molding business. And it's crazy. Like, the, yeah. so, uh, so crash hard. Do you like, this is a great question. Do you have a background in engineering and machining? Um, and because how are you so good at this stuff? So, um, I've always created things my whole life, um, whether it's building houses or building subdivisions. And my wife says, I look at the world I, I just a little bit different than other people, whatever that means. But, um, my dad's a civil, my dad is actually a degreed mechanical engineer and a practicing civil engineer. I started college going to be a civil engineer, and then I changed my major. Um, I've been around engineering my whole life, so but I'm not an engineer. I, did, I didn't want to do what my dad does, bless his heart. I couldn't sit in that office all day, um, so I wanted to do something different, but I don't know. I just My wife says I, I look at things different than other people. I would agree. And I, I running, because your construction business was, you did a lot of heavy equipment, right? Yeah. So yep. I'm guessing that would help, that mindset, that ability to look at things differently probably helped keep machines running and running well. Because um, a lot of guys that I know that run heavy equipment that don't see things like that break crap. <laughs> yeah. And I would imagine your machines always work pretty good. They did. They, they worked pretty good. But I had some really good people that at the construction company. I really did. I was blessed with a bunch of really good people. Yeah. I miss those. That's the only thing I missed from from selling out was was my people. Well, I miss my people because, you know, when you work somewhere, a lot of times you spend as much time or maybe more with the people you work around than your family. 
Um, I, I had some really good people that worked for me, and I had a lot of really good customers too. You know, I worked for for a long time, and I miss them. I still check in with them, but I don't miss it now. If it rains, it only messes my dirt bike riding up. I don't have to worry about making payroll when it rains. Yeah. You know, this time of year when it rains all week long, I don't have to worry about hey, I'm, how am I going to pay these guys? You know? Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, how many C to C machines do you guys have? We just got one. Oh wow! We got you a- produce all that. That's crazy. Yeah, we just got one. Man, them things are expensive. Yeah, no. You know how hard it is. You know how hard it is to make money in Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> I can only no. I know those things are crazy money. I I'm just surprised because um, my wife used to work or well, she used to work for um, Ross Reels, the fly fishing reel company, and uh, yeah. at one point they had 24 CNC machines running 24 hours a day, which I like. I don't even know. Well, you know how much that costs. It's crazy. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. lot of money. Hey, I hadn't posted any videos of, I have posted videos of the CNC when we've been machining, but I hadn't posted anything about our robot. But when we bought the CNC machine, I bought a robot as well. Um, and that, that thing is super cool. Um, we're really close to getting able to, to fire the robot off, but it replaces the human um, at the machine. That's cool. Yeah, so we'll take the raw parts, put it in the machine, machine them, go in there and get the raw, get the finished part out, clean it off, blow it off with air, and put it back on the shelf. That's awesome. That's super cool. Um, where do you get the all the coatings done? I mean, obviously, it's here in the states, but do you send them out of state, or do they stay there close to you? Look, dude, you know I've, I fooled with anodizers for a while. When we first started, wasn't anodizing anything, and then I started anodizing, and I couldn't get an anodizer that would follow instructions properly, and they'd all talk a good game. We'll take care of yourself, and they they'd scratch it, drop it, send it back different colors. And then you start seeing anodizing and it fades over time. You know, everybody's seen stuff and, you know, it's three, four years old or maybe a year or two years old and it fades. And I literally just got sick and tired of dealing with anodizers. I'd had enough one day. I said, this is it. I'm done. I'm not not talking to another one. And so I started researching on the Internet about coatings and I started reading about that Blackstone coating, the graphene coating. the only place they do it is a place in Houston, Texas called IA Coatings in Houston, Texas. Um, that guy out there is super smart, Tracy Markwork. He's the guy that invented it, patented it, and I send everything. Everything that gets blackstone or graystone leaves us, goes to Houston, Texas, takes them about a week to turn them around, and then comes back to us. But it's all done in Houston, Texas. That's cool. Who does the Cerakote? The Cerakote is done in Water Valley, Mississippi at a place called Valley Tool. Cool. Because Cerakote's pretty awesome stuff, too. Um, I mean, the graphene is... And for people that don't know, and I mean, I don't really know, that stuff is so thin, it's, it's not really any different than anodizing, is it? I mean, as far as, like, the end part... It's a little bit different from anodizing, but the graphene, the blackstone graphene is so thin. If you notice, like on our originals, 
we have to plug the thread holes. If you notice, when you, you've yep. seen enough of our stuff, well, the graphene is so thin that you it's a it's a spray on coating, but it's so thin you don't have to cover any thread holes. Even those little bitty bitty three millimeter holes that hold the badges on, yeah, they 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 shoot the coating right in that too. No way, that's crazy. That that blackstone graphene was developed for the military, and they applied that coating to the to the inside, not the outside well, but the inside of the action on the gun. So the bolt and the inside of the receiver gets coated with that and nothing sticks to it. And the military, the high-end military guys, they like it because they don't nothing sticks to it and they don't have to clean the gun. Um, nice. Because nothing, but the bad thing about it is when you're shooting one of those guns that's been Blackstone, all of the the after firings, I guess, I'm, I'm not a gun guy, but all the stuff that sticks in the gun, right? this, it all blows out. So it, it does blow a lot of stuff out of the gun, right? you know, but nothing sticks to the inside of the gun, but that's how thin it is. You can, you can shoot it in the action. That's cool. That's amazing stuff. Um, what is your uh, dirt bike background? I was going to ask that earlier. How long have you been riding? What do you, do you race? Give us kind of the low, the rundown of Lance riding dirt bikes. I got an XL, no, I got an XL70, I think when I was about 10 years old. My dad wasn't a dirt bike guy and I, I don't know, I rode it for a couple years, you know, and my dad would, you know, patch it up and send it back out until eventually he didn't fix it anymore. <laughs> um, then started riding street bikes unbeknownst to my parents because I bought a street bike and I had to hide it at a buddy's house because um, they wouldn't let me have a street bike. And I rode street bikes um, for a while. And I had a buddy of mine that rode street bike that rode street bikes and dirt bikes. And he kept telling me, you need to buy a dirt bike. It'll change your life. And I went riding a couple times, you know, with buddies. And uh, I really liked it. And the when I graduated college, the first thing I had a, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I paid like $2,500 for my Ford Ranger. I was driving a Ford Ranger and I yeah. went and, and, and financed a brand new, um, I believe it was 1992, a, a brand new 1992 KDX 200. The first thing I bought out of college and nice. I had to put it on, you know, but, <laughs> and I started riding dirt bikes then in 92. So I hadn't been riding that long. What just, 30 31 years i guess yeah uh, do you still have a kdx by any chance it seems like most people that had kdx's still have one i have one actually oh do you <laughs> yeah i've got yeah. one that i uh it's a trainer i you know it, like my kids <clears throat> when they were moving off of mini bikes to full-size bikes they ride that uh my wife rides it some she doesn't really dirt bike she just she goes out with us like once or twice a year and goes cruising around on dirt roads and has fun. Um, and then my kids will use it to train their friends. Like if they got friends that don't ride, they put yeah. them on the KDX because it's just easy. You know, like any, any more I can ride a KDX. So, so do you, uh, that, back to the other, do uh, you, do you, or have you raced? Yes, I've raced a, a lot, uh, whatever back in the day. 
So yeah. I raced uh, mostly the Mid-South Winter Series. That's close down here because, I, you know, at that time I was young, freshly married, all that stuff. Kids didn't have the money to do the Nationals, but I would do some National Hair Scrambles, which back in the day was as big as the GNCC. There was really not much any more. One wasn't any more prestigious than the other back in the day. Um, and I raced GNCCs, and I guess the best GNCC, I've won vet, um, you know, 30 plus, 30A classes in the National Hair Scrambles, and I never got better than second in the, the, vet, the vet A class at the GNCCs. Um, best GNCC finish I had was 35th overall, Loretta Lens. Nice. That's, I was the last awesome. guy... Whatever you call it, the the that was back in like oh before I tore my knee up the second time, but I was the I was on the I stayed on the lead lap. There was thirty five of us that did six laps that that year. I think it was oh two, and I I did I stayed on the lead lap. I never got lapped or anything, but there was only thirty five that did that nice. did six. That was it. Uh, I see Justin Callan. What is the major difference between the SX and the normal. Well, we discussed that before. It's lighter and sexier, is the <laughs> the Cliff Notes version. I like that. Uh, is the yeah. SX, and he's a B-ish rider. Wondering which one I should get. So the performance, there's zero difference. They both work perfectly. It just depends on do you have uh, the extra seventy nine bucks to look sexier, and that would be the question. You know what? Here's here's what I think. There's yeah. here's my little tip. I think the blackout edition is the best money buy on the whole website because you get the you get the blackout for only twenty bucks more. You yeah. know, so it's it retails at four nineteen and everything on it's black. And yeah. it looks pretty thick. We That's what I've got. Of, I know, you you bought some today, I think, but yep. I think the blackout's the best bargain on the website, but Yeah, it's 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 so pretty. <laughs> it looks so good. The other thing is what I love is that it doesn't take much. If you want uh, them to engrave, you can have your name, whatever, Mandozer. We should have a whole, we should have a Mandozer line all for Brady. Yeah, yeah I should. But uh, it's super cool. And like uh, Lance actually just engraved one from a, a customer of ours. It, I don't even know, where's that going to? It's not even, it's going to New Hampshire or somewhere back east, right? I forget. Yeah, yeah. that's when you, Send me the text about being on the show, and I said, "Funny thing, I just watched one of your social media posts, and I'm engraving a, a top clamp for you as we speak." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the guy wanted to put Highland Cycles on it, which is super cool. Um, the uh, yeah, Jim Nash wants to say that his wrists, thank you, uh, <laughs> and Jim, he's like, I don't know if you noticed, but he has an accent. Yes, yes, he does. Jim Jim has an accent. Jim is from New York and has the most ridiculous New York accent. It's awesome. So I want to get you two together because it would be really hard for my brain to handle the two of you guys. Yeah. Uh, Colton Breedlove wants, uh, uh, wants to know when the dually will be available on the website. Didn't you say that it was it today? Did it just go up? It's on now, yeah. Yeah, Colton. So just today. Just it's go up. to the, yeah, go to the shop. Where you just no store. Go to store, click on the search bar, type in Dooley, and it'll bring it up. There's no pictures, but it'll bring it up. Can you, 
through the website, can you order your Mako with the Dooley? Like, is, is that a, a clicky thing now? That's the, you know, I don't do, I'm not real smart. Yeah. You've, you've been talking to me for 45 minutes. I hope you figured that out by now. But <laughs> I don't do that. The, 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 yeah, Lisa and the girls do that. But yes, it'll be an upgrade. So you'll be able to, you know, order the Mako with regular purchase or upgrade it to the Dooley. Nice. Um, oh, that's the other thing I want to ask. It's, it's, it's a family affair there at uh, XC Gear, right? So your wife uh, yep. is Lisa for people who yep. don't know. When he says Lisa and the girls, that's Lisa is his wife. And then yep. who, who are the girls? Are they related to you or just, um, I mean, I'm sure they're family now. Uh, yeah, they're not related. Heather, that's the first, Heather's the first employee that, that we hired and we're, we're, we, we've got great employees there, but uh, Heather's the shipping manager and over all of the inventory, you've talked to her before. She handles a lot of things on the website and problems. Heather, uh, Brianna is there as well. Brianna does a lot of the shipping and packing and putting inventory up and keeping everybody in check. She's kind of, they're both, uh, every woman at the shop is kind of strong-willed and a little snappy. Yeah, that's uh, good. That's what you want. Yeah, I know. I like strong women. And then David is the, is the programmer and machinist. And David is, um, has rode dirt bikes before, but he's not really a dirt bike guy. He's a, he's a mountain bike guy, e-bike guy, but okay. he does ride. But we're going to try, I'm going to try to convert him, you know, yeah. over to where I can call him a dirt bike guy that rides bicycles instead of a bicycle guy that rides dirt bikes. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Like here in Colorado, that happens an awful lot because a lot of the mountain bike guys here, they like big downhill, gnarly, nasty, you know, we're in the mountains. And when they ride a dirt bike, they realize that the whole time is like that fun downhill part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just as fun going up the hill on a dirt bike. And uh, oh, I've sure. seen so many of them and man, are they good. Holy crap. If they're really good downhill mountain bikers usually make very, very good dirt bikers. Um, oh, Cause sure. they're just to have a finesse that's amazing. Uh, Chris Kinberg, real quick, the Dooley is, it's a linked perch. So the, the instead of having two individual perches that could twist and whatever in a crash, they're linked. It's a, all one piece. Uh, Denny Horse, Horseman, that's a tough name for me. Sorry, Denny. Uh, do wraparound guards mess with the flex of the Mako? I don't, they don't, do they? Because it's... Separate. No, as long as they attach to the bar, no. Yeah, yeah, so it's... It, you know, it takes the flex out of the bar, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, you can't get away with that if you're going to run full wraps. So uh, for me, like I said, I, with my bad wrists and elbows and old parts that are broken, uh, for me, I like the fact that not having wrap, like full wraps, having flags and the Mako 360 is just an extra level of comfort, but they work great. I'm with you 100%. I was a full wrap guy until two years ago maybe and i talked so bad about people that ran flags can't believe you run them it's stupid look at you know you're gonna tear your fingers up and then i got a set from um enduro engineering those new ones they got yeah. the moto that bolt to the purchase yeah I, once i start once i got one set i converted all of my bikes over to that i won't go back unless something happens i'm not going back 
That's exactly what I did. I, I, I wanted, it's funny because I bought that 125 and I wanted to keep the bike as light as possible for racing. I didn't want to put any extra, you know, weight that I didn't need. Um, and so I didn't put full wraps because they're heavy and I just put flags on it and I rode the thing, I don't know, probably a half a dozen times. And I'm like, dude, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> pulled all the wraps, full wraps off my bikes, put a flags on all of them. I'm like, ah, and those, those EE ones are brilliant. Those things are so freaking tough. Um, my, my kid did end up breaking one. So it, it can't be done if you're a 15 year old yep. kid going real fast, <laughs> but yep. he, uh, he snapped one off, but, um, man, I've, I've had some huge crashes without any kind of issues. It's been awesome. Um, uh, when, okay, uh, Danny Powell, at the risk of asking questions that's already been asked, when will we see 23TX uh, foot pegs? I mean, he said door pegs, but I'm thinking he means foot pegs. You've got the 23 stuff, right? I sold out of them. Oh. I'm waiting on, waiting on shafts from the, from the foundry. Oh, so gotcha. I've got all the pieces except shafts. I can't, I'm out of shafts. I can't machine any more shafts till I get some more blanks. Okay, there we go. So um right on so any idea any quite any guesses as to when they're that saying, they're saying february oh my gosh that's rough I know. <laughs> but yeah. what i mean it is what it is right <laughs> it is um, what it is they come they come yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see mike kowalski i've been running the sxs burley flags those are those are sweet too when i've seen those they're the same idea um the thing I really like about the Enduro Engineering um, is that since it bolts down on top of the perch, it doesn't take up any more space on the bar. Um, that's really another cool. huge thing about the Mako 360 over other options for doing the same thing, which the Mako does a better job. But beyond that, it keeps the cockpit of your bike super clean. Uh, and so having... The Mako there that doesn't really add anything to the cockpit um, other than sexiness, we've already discussed. But then those perches are better. The, the, the SXS Burley flags are good and they are super strong, but they clamp to the bars, which adds another thing to the bars. And I try to keep all that super clean. So that's the same way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Jimmy Nyhart, flag scare me, lots of trees up there. Jimmy, if you just didn't hit the trees, you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> just don't hit the trees, man. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> just stay out of the trees. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you could ride with nothing. You wouldn't need flags or anything. Just yeah. run like photo guys do if you didn't. But I can't keep from hitting trees either. <laughs> yeah. The thing about the EE, I've actually hit some trees pretty hard with those things and not messed up my hands. So I'm, I like them. Uh, Sean Deagle asks, is shipping to Canada crazy or should I just wait until I'm going to go south and get it shipped there? What, what do you guys charge to ship to Canada? Ooh, that wouldn't be a good question for me. Gotcha. That's going to be a Heather question. We ship to Canada all the time, but a lot of people will send things to Washington or North Dakota and then just drive over the border. That A lot of people got a hook up there, you know. We used to have a dealer in B.C., but um, some people have been saying they've been calling him and not able to get in touch with him. Huh. I, so, 
quick thing I learned just recently, I started shipping uh, to Canada for the hoodies and merch and stuff like that. Uh, I got through ShipStation and I can't imagine it would cost much more to ship. And I, again, I'm sure Heather knows all this stuff. I'm just, as a guess, it cost me about 27 bucks to ship a hoodie, which I'm sure is really close to the same price as it would be to ship a Mako 360. Because the size, the Mako might weigh a little bit more, but not a lot. Um, so yep. my guess is it can't be more than 35, 40 bucks at the max. Um, yeah, I would think that was high. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you'd be good. Uh, Ronnie Nelson, how would they work on the stock Renthal bars on a Honda? They'd work great, right? Uh, the Honda is a Honda up to an inch and an eighth bar. Is Honda still running a skinny seven eighths bar? I think Ronnie, it's, I think it's, are they, I can't remember. I think it's a, a size bar. Yeah. I, yeah. They're running the fat bar, aren't they? The Renthal fat yeah. bar? Now, I think, yeah. So Ronnie, if it's a seven eighths bar, they don't work. If it's an inch and eighth bar, it works great. Yeah, I um, think they are. Let's see. Yeah, Jim Nash, sexy cockpits, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I know, Nyhart. We don't have trees like you do. That's because it's cooler out here. Um, uh, Sawyer, oh, what's the story with the podcast not getting put on Google? That's a good question, Sawyer. Um, I don't know. I'm actually, tonight, that's one of my goals after this is over, is to sort that out because um, they weren't going up on the podcast like my apple podcast so i i don't know yet but we'll figure that out and ronnie says it's a seven eighths so ronnie you got to switch over to a fat bar um which i mean that's easy enough we'll see we'll send me some for my uh oh send, oh ronnie yeah i'll send you one for the uh, 300 xcw again text me tomorrow we'll get one drop ship to you um, Sean at 53 years young, we need as much help as possible. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I've had between climbing and then now riding dirt bikes, my wrists, hands, whatever. And it seriously is the difference between, for me, it's the difference between like, I'll go ride. I'll still ride all day on a bike without, um, a Mako, but it sucks. And I, <laughs> and I don't have as much fun as <laughs> if I'm, whereas if I ride my bike, all day I can ride eight, nine, ten hours, and I it's just yeah, it's whatever, it's no big deal. Um, all right, it has been an hour. Lance, thank you so much. Don't get off the line quite yet, uh, but we're gonna shut right. this thing down. Uh, final words of advice. You got any dad advice, Lance? Uh, any dad advice? Dad advice, yeah, like just just advice for the world. It can be motorcycle related, life related, whatever. The advice I gave my kids is I'm trying to raise you to be stand flat-footed, grown-ass men that take care of yourself and your family. And that's the way I tried to raise my kids. Um, and they've all turned out awesome. But, man, I wouldn't be a good one. I'm the one that needs advice and not be given <laughs> advice. I don't know, man. That's pretty freaking good advice. <laughs> I like it. Well, right on, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for this. I really appreciate it. Lance, thank you. I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your night. It does mean a ton. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. I love you. Get out and pop some wheelies. Thank you, guys.